fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the Green Beret. Trained to live off nature's land, trained in combat hand to hand. Men who fight. Night and day, courage take from the green beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today, but only three win the green beret. Back at home, a young wife waits. Her green beret has met his fate. He has died for those oppressed, leaving her this last request. Put silver wings on my son's chest. Make him one. America's best. He'll be a man. They'll test one day. Have him win the Green Beret. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is J.R. Moore coming to you live from deep in the mountains of the Missouri Ozarks on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, the 17th day of May. Year of our Lord 2023. Welcome to the John Moore Show. We begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm proud to say, still legal in all 50 states and U.S. territories for the time being. That could change. Everybody stand, face the flag. Gentlemen, remove your hats, right hand over the heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The uh, perfect tip of the day is to Learn to use primitive weapons. That would be uh, knives, tomahawks, bow and arrows, spears, um, and so forth, crossbows. Uh, it's uh, practical skills and fun skills. You, you might certainly enjoy that. We have a patient way in the green room, um, my friend Chance. Chance is the proprietor of Simply Clean Foods, where all the food is non-GMO, and much of it is organic. Good morning, Chance. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, you probably know that you are on video, yes? Well, I'm, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. <laughs> okay. And I did text you. I don't know if you saw this, but I have a video. i got to tell you, it's from the frontline nurses discussing the real situation with the COVID care and all the lies. It's only about three minutes if i may have your permission today sir to play that on audio oh, 
Well, let's do that. Is it going to be a nice, clear audio for us? Uh, let, let's hope. Uh, my wife brought this in. This is from the Truth Seekers 88. Uh, it was on Rumble for folks that want to go back and take a listen. Um, but, boy, the the conversation will blow you away. Now, John, you you probably know some of this, but the fact that they weren't feeding the patients, they weren't uh, letting them, uh, turning them over, I mean, it, it was... It was bad and almost drowning one guy. Um, but, yeah, let's, you want to go ahead and do that now, sir? Let's do it. Let's go ahead and do it. Okay, here we go. I'm going to just press play. And let's hope that the audio is going to work out well. Not a doctor. I'm just a nurse. But what we saw on these front lines, we knew what was happening. And when we asked for the ibuprofen, they said, no, it was contraindicated. Just, it just oh, well, it's not. We're just following orders. Following orders has led to the sheer number of deaths that has occurred in these hospitals. I didn't see a single patient die of COVID. I've seen a substantial number of patients die of negligence and medical malfeasance. Um, when I was on the front lines of New York, I'm unfortunately known uh, globally viral as the nurse that was in the break room sobbing, saying that they were murdering my patients. Pharmaceutical companies had gone into those hospitals and decided to um, practice, I guess you can say, on on the minorities, on the disadvantaged, on the marginalized populations that we know that we had no advocates for because the very agencies that should have been protecting them were closed because we were sheltering in place. Now, while I was there and I saw that the pharmaceutical companies were rolling out remdesivir onto the patients, I tried to get a hold of the IRBs. I tried to get a hold of my appropriate chain of command. I tried CMS. I tried Department of Health. Remdesivir onto a substance, which we all saw it was killing the patients. And now it's the FDA-approved drug that is continuing to kill patients in the United States. As nurses, we've collected a statistical or descriptive amount of information that you may not get from the doctors because for more they do quantitative data, we do qualitative data with a humanistic phenomenological approach, nursing research. And so we've collected the data from all of these patients across the country from which we have been helping patients because I formed the organization American Frontline Nurses and the Advocacy Network so nurses could advocate for these patients. And all of this data pool shows that as these patients get remdesivir, they have a less than 25 percent chance of survival if they get more than two doses. Now they're rolling it out on children as well and into the nursing homes or school nursing facilities as early intervention when as Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Merrick have already demonstrated that there are cost-effective medications out there and we are going to see the amplification of death across our country and we haven't even touched on the vaccines for which all of our expert panels have already very well describe that situation. So I won't touch on that since many of them are by far superior to me than, than even I could ever hope to be. But I can tell you that two days ago, I, I flew out my first 10 year old with a heart attack and I had to fight the doctor in the ER because he's like 10 year olds don't have heart attacks. And I argued back and forth for 30 minutes to force his hand to get an EKG, find out that he was had almost a complete STEMI, which is ST elevated myocardial infarction which you could see it lit up on the 12 lead EKG. And he's like, well, that's not possible. And I'm like, well, he was just vaccinated yesterday. It is very much possible 
at any given time, people are getting a hold of me and the nurse advocates at American Frontline Nurses to help advocate because as you've seen, there is victim shaming that it does, oh, it's anxiety, oh, it's this. But in actuality, if they put down that it was a vaccine injury, the physician, the corporation, the hospital, the clinic, they actually won't get reimbursed. So it gets labeled as anxiety or neuropathy or Guillain-Barre syndrome. When okay, John, um, that's, uh, that's a good part of it. There's a little bit left in there, but um, this is exactly what you've been talking about. And, um, you know, the fact that they're going public with this, the fact that this information now is being shared across um, the nursing associations is amazing, don't you think? Well, it is. And um, uh, looking at it from my area of expertise uh, as a homicide detective, um, this information needs to be brought before uh, county prosecuting attorneys, state attorney generals. Now, a county prosecuting attorney has the authority to prosecute any crime, whether it's being committed or has been committed, if in the process of being committed, or, or, or there's likelihood to believe there's conspiracy to commit a crime in the future. A, a county prosecutor has the authority to prosecute that, and a county sheriff has the authority to make an arrest for a crime that's been committed or to stop a crime that's about to be committed because of conspiracy. So there's more than 3,300 counties in the United States, chance, which means there's more than 3,300 district attorneys, prosecuting attorneys. They vary in what they're called from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And either chiefs of police or sheriffs in each of these 3,300-plus counties that have the full authority to stop a crime that's about to be committed, which clearly, remdesivir, if, if three out of four people that take it two doses or more die and it's and it's known and established as a fact which in, in my opinion it is then these county prosecutors and county sheriffs and county chiefs of police have not only the authority but a duty to stop those these crimes from being committed and responsibility uh, that's the word, yes that's sir. the that's the response uh, this that is a responsibility it's their oath of office and i'm i'm putting this out publicly right now to 3,300 county prosecutors, to 3,300 chiefs of police and, and county sheriffs, that you gentlemen and ladies, you have the duty and the responsibility as, to, as per your oath of office to stop crimes that are in the process of being committed. These are conspiracies. When two or more people agree to commit a crime, and murder is certainly a crime, then that, in fact, is a conspiracy. And it needs to be brought to the attention of the appropriate authorities immediately because these deaths are happening nationwide by the tens of thousands. Ten-year-olds, and the doctor is right when he was talking to that nurse, ten-year-olds don't have heart attacks. They simply right. don't. But, and, and he was incredulous. Nurse, how can this happen? It can't be. The nurse said, it has happened. We need to get the EKG. Well, they finally went ahead and did the AKG, and they found out that this 10-year-old boy had, in fact, had a heart attack. The fact that he was still alive was a small miracle in and of itself. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're witnessing, in my opinion, is the worst crime in recorded human history taking place right now on the 17th day of May, 2023. Now, I have some outreach. I obviously don't have the audience Tucker Carlson had or some of these other fellows. 
But whatever audience I have, I want to bring it to their attention that all you prosecuting attorneys, district attorneys, sheriffs, chiefs of police, you have all the authority necessary vested within your power as a chief of police or a sheriff to stop a crime that's in the process of being committed. You have that authority right now. You prosecutors and you district attorneys, you have the authority and responsibility to prosecute these crimes and stop them from happening or prosecute them after they've taken place. So thank you for bringing, I've, I've seen that, uh, that was, uh, was that in front of Congress, that woman's testimony? It, it doesn't say, but it does look like it. it I, I think I saw like that. I'm pretty sure I've seen that woman give that testimony before. And I'm glad he brought it to our attention, Chance. Um, Let me ask you a question, John. Um, is there a precedent, up to your knowledge, is there a precedent? Has any doctor, has any pharmaceutical company been prosecuted for the death of a patient using res- Remdesivir. Not to my my knowledge. Well, that's what we need. We need a precedent. Well, uh, it needs to happen. There's more than 3,300 possibilities, more than 3,300 prosecutors, district attorneys, more than 3,300 sheriffs and or chiefs of police that if they they, once they become aware and, and a report is made of a crime that has taken place or a conspiracy to commit a crime in the future, both of these are applicable, by the way, then they have tell you, as a parent, responsibility to do it. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak over you. Um, as a parent, it, and, I, and I heard it in her voice, too. As a parent, a 10-year-old child who's got the rest of their life in front of them, too, now, I mean, it's bad enough that we're dealing with as adults from the vaccine, uh, the clot shot, uh, our children are putting uh, their their lives are now at risk because of this drug. Um, this this is just malarkey, and it needs to come to an end. I'm I don't know about you, but it has gone on so long now. And yes, people are waking up, but what's being done about it? That's what's frustrating, right? Right. Well, um, it's outside the normal day to day work of a sheriff chief of police, a prosecutor, district attorney. It's outside their normal uh, work that they do to even consider such a thing. Now, typically, now we've had a number of cases, uh, and they've made national news because it's so rare, where nurses were murdering people. Now, those are so very extreme and very uh, limited. Um, doctors have done this. There was a dentist I remember a few years ago who had AIDS and was and was giving his patients AIDS because he's doing dental work on these patients. Those are rare, rare exceptions. What's happening now is not a rare exception. It's happening nationwide in hundreds of hospitals all over the United States. There's no precedence for this. There's none whatsoever that I'm aware of. Um, so it, it's going to take an extraordinary sheriff to look into this and uh, an extraordinary chief of police to look into this, to uh, interview the witnesses. The witnesses are going to be typically nurses, like this young lady who gave this testimony. Um, we'll get the statistics from the hospital and uh, uh, write a report recommending prosecution, recommending charges be filed against the doctors 
The doctors are the ones who write the scripts, not the nurses. Only doctors have that authority to write a prescription for remdesivir to prepare a report, get it to the district attorney or the, uh, or the prosecuting attorney uh, to have an arrest warrant issued for doctors who are issuing prescriptions for remdesivir. That's what it's going to take to stop this. Now, whatever outreach John Moore has on the 17th day of May, I don't know. We're talking to people literally all over the United States and U.S. territories right now, Chance. And, and in, the, in, our 50 ter- in our territories, such as uh, uh, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, Guam, there's men and women who hold similar positions in the U.S. territories as, as in the 50 states and the 3,300 counties. They have similar positions of chiefs of police and prosecutors. So we don't know what outreach we're going to have, what the consequences are going to be, consequences will be. But <clears throat> all we can do is put the word out that, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you might be in the 50 states or U.S. territories, most likely there's a hospital where you live in your county or nearby where doctors are writing prescriptions for a drug called remdesivir that if two or more than two, that would be the third. By the time they give the third dose to any patient, whether 10 years old or 90 years old, they're probably going to die. A, three, a 75% chance of death. That, that's not certain death, but it's pretty close to it, isn't it, Chance? That's pretty close, yeah. Those those odds are not good if I were no, not at all. diagnosis in hospital and someone said, well, you only have a 25% chance of survival if you take right. this drug. I'd say, I'll pass. Right, well... I have a state highway in front of me, Missouri Route 49. If I knew that there was a 75% chance of my death crossing that road, there's no way I'm going to cross it. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, I've, I've made a number of periods wouldn't open. There's no way I'd jump out of that airplane. You know, there's about a 99.9% chance that it will open, and i got a reserve chute in case it doesn't. But, uh, you know, this is unacceptable. This remdesivir is poison. Most poisons won't even kill three out of four people if the dose is low enough. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, uh, think about this. Think about what Chance and I are talking about. Maybe you know the local chief of police. Maybe you know the local sheriff. Uh, present this information to them. Uh, Mr. Sheriff. Our local hospital is prescribing the doctors. One or more doctors are prescribing a drug called remdesivir. But if, if three or more doses are given, there's a 75% chance that patient's going to die. Sheriff, would you please look into this? Please look into this. The evidence is borne out by sworn testimony in Congress. That's a pretty heavy uh, uh, level of evidence there, by the way, Chance. They, they, didn't, they didn't show this woman being sworn in, but before she gave testimony, testimony before this congressional subcommittee, she was sworn in to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. That's a pretty high level of, of evidence, isn't it? Oh, no, I agree. And, you know, um, Dr. Uh, Fauci, I call him, he looks like a rat. Anyway, Dr. Fauci was also in front of a subcommittee and and committed perjury under that same oath. So, yeah, no, this is just incredible. And after the break, I know we've got a break coming up. I've got some more information for you that 
is, uh, in my mind, very disturbing. And uh, I just... Well, let's get through the break. We'll we'll come back after the break. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Home is where the hearth is. In days gone by, the hearth was the center of the home, a social place where the family would come together to spend time and cook. The warmth of the Liberator rocket stove makes a house feel like a home. So, welcome home. 100% American-made, the Liberator rocket stove heats for a fraction of the cost of other methods. Your home can be safely heated with firewood or wood pellets. The Liberator rocket heater is waiting to be part of your home. This unit ships directly to your door, or you can save $300 with a factory pickup. To order, go to my website, thelibertyman.com. That's thelibertyman.com. As I said to those who joined the government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. J.R. Moore here on Wednesday, the 17th day of May. Living with Chance, the proprietor of Simply Clean Foods, where all the food is non-GMO, much of it is organic. And uh, before we get to your, your next uh, revelation here, Chance, uh, tell people uh, about the special package you put together for my listeners. Absolutely. Uh, so if you go to the libertyman.com and you click on our banner, it will take you to simplycleanfoods.net. In the top right-hand corner of our website, you'll see a magnifying glass. Let's click on that magnifying glass and type in Liberty. What will come up is the Liberty Pack, 
this is a special package that we developed for uh, your show, John, and it is a great sampling of many of our fruits, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables that last up to 20 years when properly stored. It is a great value, and it does support this channel. So we encourage folks to go to simplycleanfoods.net and select that package. You will not be sorry. Your shipping, of course, is free of charge. And if you use the code LIBERTYMAN, you will receive another discount on top of that. So thank you for that support in advance. Um, new item, uh, not a new product, but a new item that's going to be available John, uh, I think tomorrow this should be up on our website. For those that are wise enough to prepare in bulk, we have recently uh, put together case packs of specific items that we have plenty of, and we want to pass on the savings, which allows us to control our inventory. Uh, those items are as follows. Zucchini, freeze-dried already chopped, ready to go. Green beans. These are the green beans like you grew up with, the snap green beans already cut. Uh, spring onions. These are amazing, folks. If, if, if you like green onions, you'll love the spring onions. Great on salads, too. Our broccoli, which is sweet and wonderful. These are the florets uh, and the stems as well. Uh, our strawberries. And uh, our pineapple. Now, folks, uh, just so you know, a case is 12 each, and that's 144 servings of those products. The zucchini, green beans, spring onions, and broccoli will be available for $179.55. If you use that code, Liberty Man, you're going to save even more. And, oh, I take that back. There will be no codes allowed on this. I apologize. There will be no code because it's already discounted so heavily. Uh, $179.55 for the vegetables, $197.55 for the fruits. They are in stock, ready to ship. And I would encourage folks that, you know, understand them, the timing right now and the importance of stocking up to take advantage of this sale. We're going to do this until our inventory levels get back to normal. All right. Well, uh, I've been waiting with bated breath to hear what the next revelation is, sir. So, the apparently the governor of Washington State is Inslee. on his way out. Inslee. Yes, and he, he's not going to run again. So, uh, when that happens, and they're usually in the last term, any agenda that they might have, they're going to bring forward. Well, uh, this Governor Hindley has put into legislation the following. If a child would like to have surgery to become the opposite sex, boy wants to become a girl, girl wants to become a boy, at the ripe age of, let's say, 10 or 12 years old, and the parent says absolutely not, the legislation, if passed, would allow law enforcement to remove the child from the home. Again, I say, if the child wants the surgery, I call it mutilation, and the parent does not, law enforcement, under this new legislation, if passed, could allow them to remove the child from the home. 
you understand the ramifications of what I'm saying. It's insane, ridiculous, disgusting, and some four-letter words that I will not mention on air. Well, um, <clears throat> given the uh, what the uh, state legislature in Washington State has passed in the last few years, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did pass this, and it was, of course, signed by the governor. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Washington State. My my daughter and her and her family live there. Um, it's a beautiful state through June, July, and August. Uh, beautiful the rest of the year they can keep it. But um, <laughs> once you're once you're away from Metro Seattle, uh, people think and behave and live pretty normally. Uh, it's Metro Seattle where the uh, they have enough population to control the politics of the entire state, similar to Cook, what's called Cook County and the Necklace Counties, control the politics of the entire state of Illinois. Once you're away from Metro uh, Seattle, uh, men and women live normally. They drive diesel pickup trucks. They own, they live a normal middle-class life with normal middle-class values. Now, that said, um, police work generally attracts men and women who are politically conservative. Not always, but for the most part. So there's going to be some conflicts, uh, I see, if this law is passed. Yeah. Uh, law enforcement and uh, this law. We have a break. Call number is 512-248-8252. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Overnight. Well, I wish I was in the land of cotton wood, and there I might have gone to look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. In Dixie's land where I was born in early on, on the frosty morning, look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. And I wish I was in Back, ladies and gentlemen. My website is thelibertyman.com. Over nine gigabytes of information there, information that will help you uh, learn about the world we live in, understand uh, the worst crime in recorded human history, in my opinion, uh, an opinion shared by many, shared by many others, by the way. Uh, if you go to my COVID panel, you'll find more than 200 articles and videos by world-class doctors and scientists, including Dr. Michael Yaden former vice president at Pfizer, former director of medical research at Pfizer, saying in no uncertain terms, the Pfizer COVID vaccination and clot shot was designed from the get-go to harm and kill people, that the Pfizer boosters were designed from the beginning to, to harm and kill people. And that's his testimony. So uh, it's right there at thelibertyman.com. Now, also, you'll find products that will help you. We already mentioned Simply Clean Foods. In addition, we have Harvest Right, commercial quality, freeze-dried equipment to free, make your own freeze-dried equipment, food at home to supplement what you get from Simply Clean Foods. We have uh, the Liberator Rocket Heaters, which is a great way to stay warm and cozy and save money. And, of course, the Energy Cleaner. If you're tired of being tired, you need an energy cleaner. Check out the details at my website. You can place your order right there using PayPal. You can call my toll-free order line 24 hours a day. That's 800-592-9543. Well, well Chance, we're covering some uh, extremely important information this morning, uh, uh, information that's literally a matter of life and death for hundreds of thousands of Americans. Uh, the life of that 10-year-old boy 
hopefully he will have a life. It won't be the same life that he could have had, um, but hopefully he will have a life. Uh, that's my that's my wish and my and my prayer. Is it yours also? As well, brother, as well. Uh, and that's what uh, any child deserves is to live a life, you know, enjoy life like we have. And um, I, I did want to, before we take Dave in New York, um, I did want to say I was, my last duty station, sir, was uh, at Naval Air Station, Whidbey Island, Washington. And I can tell you, you're right. It is an absolutely stunning place. It's absolutely beautiful. And you're also right about the seasons. We used to call it the Washington Rain Festival, which started January 1st and ended December 31st with just a few month break. So um, Washington and Oregon have changed, brother, from when I was there. Um, I just heard news that in Portland, Oregon, uh, there's been so much looting and crime that Walmart has pulled out, has shut down every single Walmart in Portland. Now, what does that tell you? It is a war zone over there, brother, and the cops won't, the, the cops have been instructed to not even show up for a misdemeanor crime right. like shoplifting. Right. It's well, unbelievable. Well, I'll be, our ex-caller is not Dave, it's basically Pat in Texas, but uh, I'll tell you what's happening. My daughter reports to me as Californians coming up to both Washington and Oregon have changed the politics and demographics of, of both states. Uh, let's go ahead and take your caller, Pat in Texas. Good morning, Pat. Maybe y'all ought to uh, do like I did and work to get my people away from uh, New York and California <laughs> and, and my friends' people, too. But I, I was sorry yesterday. I was short. I was low in magnesium. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know uh, that my nerves were so bad. But I wanted to tell you, uh, and and I couldn't do it. Uh, how uh, uh, I, I I hate. Uh, I have worked so hard for Texas. I hate to leave. We got rid of Ann Richards. We got rid of Wendy Davis. We got rid of uh, oh, B, B, Bebo, whatever his name is, Beto. And and now we got a guy, an actor who wants to be governor again, McConaughey. So I hate to hear people running down our governor. <laughs> I might as well be upfront about it. We've worked really hard. We have a, 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 a we have a, a, a the Senate and the House. And uh, he bragged one time that our economy was better than Russia's. Well, uh, you know. Anyway, I'm just making, I just want to tell you that uh, even last year, he put in a directive that anybody who who has uh, does that to a child, mutilates a child like that, uh, will, uh, will be investigated by the CPS. And that's another thing that needs to be changed, the CPS. And, and, uh, Anyway, now it's a law. They did it Friday. Uh, that uh, it, it can't be done here in Texas. Am I making any sense? Did I leave something out. No, you made perfect sense there, Pat. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and, and, and children needs, needs to be a a a law that if you violate the law, you committed a felony. Is what needs to happen. And that would I think, appropriate investigating authority. I think would be the police, not CPS. Well, uh, the Senate had already passed it. It was Senate Bill 14, uh, and and but it was so strong. It says if the child is already in the course of getting this here transition, uh, 
then he's it's an abrupt stop right there. If no ifs and buts, but they were arguing over in the house whether or not they would uh, give them time to wean them off of what they were do- doing already. There might be some other little detail, but other. I mean, I'm not saying that it's 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 in stone, but I think we've come a long way. Okay, and I appreciate the governor. He's got a big. I would not want to run a state that's five times as big as other states and a border state. Is that I wouldn't want Pat, to do this it. Is, Pat, this is Chance. <laughs> I'm I'm from Texas as well, and and I am with you. Yeah. Our governor, who is not perfect, has done a very good job for his uh, constituents. And I'll also say, um, if I'm not mistaken, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has uh, this also this legislation that has passed to protect our children. So. Thank you for coming on, Pat. Yeah. That was that was very good. Yeah, I, okay. I appreciate you saying yes, I went to your website and I'll be I'll check it. I'll be checking later. I just wanted to say all that. Thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. Okay. Well, uh, no doubt there's good things uh, Governor Abbott has done on one hand. On the other, uh, the video you may you may have saw saw the video yesterday. A uh, female officer from with the Missouri National Guard was uh, uh, on duty on the Texas border with Mexico. The video shows her opening the gate and allowing illegal aliens through the gate to a waiting luxury bus, by the way, not a school bus, but a bus that has air conditioning and a restroom. Uh, Something had to be set up in advance. This was not a regular border crossing, uh, as you would see at Juarez, for example. Um, This was off the beaten path with uh, gravel roads and I don't blame the the young woman doing this. She's only following orders. Uh, somebody in chain command needs to say, "Don't open the gate." Uh, <laughs> it seems like a pretty simple thing, doesn't it? It does, and I did see that video, John. And um, I guess there's an investigation underway. Um, you know, a good soldier follows lawful orders, sir. Right. Right. Well, I'm not sure if her if the order opening that gate violated uh, a law. But it was certainly violated uh, the spirit of the law. And uh, expecting a young woman in her 20s or 30s to you know, do research as to what may or may not be a, a, a violation of laws, I think is not, it's not going to happen. You know, what needs to happen is uh, those in the chain of command need to know what their responsibilities are. And it wasn't just this woman, of course. Somebody, this was all set up in advance. Somebody had to be there at a place where people normally don't come in to open the gate where normally people don't come through to have a bus pre-positioned and waiting. It, it wasn't like uh, uh, this all just happened by chance. Uh, uh, it happened with uh, planning and um, uh, pre-positioning of equipment and people. Uh, let's go ahead and take another call here, Chance. We've got uh, Dave in New York. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good, uh, good morning, John. Well, I, I can relate to you a story about uh, someone who didn't use uh, remdesivir, but first I want to say that I found some articles on, um, be, because I was presented with with a question of whether to use it or not, and uh, I just looked now again on, um, on the Liberty Beacon website. Uh, Roger Landry has that. And they have posted there some articles by Joseph Mercola, and I understand that. You know, Dr. Horowitz had some issues with him. But at the same time, uh, I think Mercola does put out some very uh, very useful information as well. We just need to be discerning and careful 
and see if there's anything that uh, is objectionable there. But um, he has an article up there right now, uh, Criminal Investigation for Remdesivir Caused Excess Deaths. And in that article, he's suggesting that perhaps 100,000 people in the U.S. died from remdesivir. And the reason that's cited, uh, the prime reason, is um, kidney failure. And a doctor told us that remdesivir was a, a very strong drug. This is a, a doctor who's, who's not, uh, was not in the hospital where my mother was. He's, he's a, a private guy who has learned about these things and didn't take the jab either. And, and there may be other problems that occur with this. Now, there was another article that was posted here. I don't have it uh, at hand. Somewhere down here, um, it, it said they estimated from the, from the excess deaths in um, and, and the deaths uh, due to kidney uh, renal failure, the rate of those in Massachusetts, that maybe 144,000 people died in the U.S. from remdesivir from 2020 on. And if you look at the graph the guy uh, shows from Massachusetts, it's like a a thousand to to uh, thirteen hundred deaths per year um, prior to use of remdesivir. After that, it's like fifteen hundred, and uh, uh, in in twenty twenty, which isn't a great uh, increase. Let me let me go down and get this. Okay. Well, well Dave, chart. Dave, I want I want to ask your opinion, Dave, about something. Um, in the 1970s, we had something called the swine flu vaccine. Six people yeah. died, and the whole thing was shut down. Yeah. 76. Yeah. Six people yeah. died, and the entire thing was shut down nationwide. You well, know, remdesivir we have, is not a, a vaccine, but yeah. Well, well it's yeah. not, but it's killing people. And well, we know uh, for a fact that... It, it appears to be killing people. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, okay, so it goes up to 1,800 in, in 2021, and 2,300 in 2022. So I think they, you, know, uh, you, you have to make the association, of course, with the use of remdesivir, you know, uh, and, and these renal failures. I haven't looked at, at all that data, so I don't know uh, how far they are with this. But, um, but there needs to be sufficient information. So when we went to the hospital with my mother, uh, went in on, on March 31st, she had... The problem is she had water retention due to her heart weakening, and it had caused her 50% lung capacity due to pleural effusions that they determined on um, on the Monday with, with x-rays when we took her because she was having problems just walking out to the bathroom, using the bathroom. She would be a breathing heart. So she's 97, uh, but, you know, she's doing well, but... Uh, and she was doing well then. So by Friday, after having Lasix for three days and losing 10 pounds of weight, water weight, she didn't wake up well in the morning at all, and she was slurring her words, and we called the ambulance. There was nothing we could do. Something was wrong. And uh, by the afternoon, she was, she was you know, talking in the hospital, so that was good. But uh, the problem is that, um, that they claimed that she had COVID. They did a quick COVID test. You know, it was back in 45 minutes. I said, you can't do a test that fast. They said, oh, yeah, we got this quick test or something. I'm there. oh, okay. Well, so then I asked, you know, well, how do you know? Because the positive test, there's lots of false positives. How do you, you know, and the doctor says flatly, you know, she has COVID. <laughs> I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced. And But later, I found out this doctor has a very good reputation from a nurse, an older nurse that we know. 
and she's very good. Uh, she said he had a great reputation, and I asked him personally. I went back into the emergency room and asked him. He said, on <clears throat> on the X-rays, they showed a glassy, uh, glassy lung uh, um, uh, spots on her lung, and I said, "Can I see those?" But you know, we didn't see. I, I still didn't get copies of those yet because I guess my mother has to uh, request them. My request was rejected. But regardless, so somehow she got very recently, like maybe when she went out on Monday to the doctor, she had gotten gotten um, uh, COVID, uh, probably Omicron or something, and and uh, by Friday, you know, it, it caused a problem because there were there were two sets of X-rays there. So uh, anyway, um, and I'm not sure if they could see it on the X-ray or how they saw those uh, saw those things, but uh, anyway. Uh, Nurse practitioner, Chinese lady, says, "Well, uh, we we'd like to get her on remdesivir and other things." And I, and I said, um, "I said I, I think there's problems with remdesivir." And my sister says, uh, "No, we're not going to use remdesivir." She asked my sister, and my sister would defend herself, right? Some, and and she she tried to. Uh, she says, well, "Why why not use remdesivir?" And I just jumped in. I, I said, "It's our choice." As I was, there was not going to be any discussion about this, like why you have to justify it. So I started asking her questions, and I said, "I said, well, um, well, do, do you find that remdesivir uh, improves the situation for, for these people?" And she said, "Our studies show this." And I said, "Oh, what studies?" And I said, "How about uh, what's your experience with it directly?" And she said, "Well, I, I found pe- people improve," and I tried to get her to give some specifics and. Didn't have any specifics. <laughs> they didn't give her remdesivir, but um, Good. and so she recovered in nine days. Right there, Dave. All right. Well, okay. I mean, uh, listen, she's already on Lasix, which is which is burdening down your kidney. Then you're going to give her remdesivir? Yeah, you're right. There was a twenty thousand dollar at least bonus on my mother's head. I told my sister, so we were there as much as we could be. So, and we were demonstrating that she was doing well. She's getting up and walking. You know, I mean. These people aren't going to use an excuse, but, um, you know, in, in the height of the pandemic, they could do all kinds of things, John, and that's the problem. We walk in the hospital, we're unprepared. This is not good. You have to know what you're going to allow and what you're not going to allow ahead of time, and these that's things right. pop up. I mean, the illness popped up, like, unexpectedly for us, and there's another article on here. Um, i trying to get the title, but it didn't go back for me, the page stuck on me. But um, there's another article that came up on the Liberty Beacon about what to do when your family member goes in the hospital. And that was also by Mercola. Very, very interesting. Um, Dave, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. We'll be back after break and wrap this up. Stay tuned, everybody. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. 
However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. So let's fix bayonets. We'll have the advantage of moving down the hill. They gotta be tired, the revs. They gotta be close to the end if we are. So fix bayonets. Ellis, wait, Ellis, you take the left wing, I'll take the right. I want a right wheel forward of the whole regiment. What, you mean charge? Yes, but here's what we do. We're going to charge swinging down the hill. Just like we pulled back to this left side of the regiment, now we're going to swing it down. We swing like a door. We're gonna sweep them down the hill just as they come up. Understand? Does everybody understand? Yes, yes sir. sir. All right, we're back. Well, Chance, I want to revisit uh, the topic we started out with, uh, these uh, prosecuting doctors who write prescriptions for remdesivir. Um, I've been part of conferences like this, and I, I know what happens. First of all, medical doctors in most communities hold positions of trust and respect. A prosecuting attorney or a sheriff, neither one, is going to uh, treat prosecuting a, a medical doctor as they would a burglar who's been uh, served some time in jail, uh, it'll be given very clear, careful scrutiny with a lot of research and, and a lot of what might, might be, what might be called wailing and gnashing of teeth before any charges are brought against a doctor who's held 
in in a position of trust and respect in any given community. It's something that's not taken lightly, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. But if it happens, that's what would take place. There would be research and meetings and more research and more meetings before any doctor is charged with uh, criminal behavior for prescribing a drug. Uh, it's not an easy thing, Chance, not at all. What do you think? No, it's not an easy thing. And, and to go back when your original statement, listen, there's, there's a lot of great doctors out there that are doing the right thing, that in some cases are not aware. But there's also a lot of politics that comes with this discussion. And we need to get past the politics because this is not about that. What this is about is saving lives. This is about is education. Uh, having our law enforcement uh, agencies across this country, like you say, our sheriffs, our sheriff's association, the police, the police associations, not only become aware of what we're we're talking about, but taking some action, right? Making uh, folks accountable for these crimes. And you're absolutely right. Will will it take time? Of course, it's going to take some time. But we need seriously before anyone else dies, we need to get ahead of this. Well, I can see local local prosecutors and, and these the men and women i've known dozens and dozens of prosecuting attorneys the last half century they're going to want to talk to the attorney general of their given state before they start prosecuting doctors for writing prescriptions it's a matter of the of the most sensitive nature it's going to be taken in a most serious uh, manner uh, possible for all the reasons that we just talked about um, and it was going to take a while. Unfortunately, people are dying while this process takes place, aren't they, Chance? They are. And, John, um, this is something I think is pretty serious. So the uh, law that goes way back, protecting the pharmaceutical companies from damage from vaccines, you know what I'm talking about, correct? Well, that that's needs different. to that's be repealed. Different. That's true. And that's, that's different. And you're it right. It needs to be repealed. It, it needs to be repealed. And, and the lobbyists, the pharmaceutical lobby, got that passed with uh, the efforts that they made lobbying. But this, this is a different level. Uh, and, uh, well, we're out of time. Wow. <laughs> uh, Chance, thank you. We'll do this again next Wednesday. Yes, sure. sir. Thank you. Top of the hour break. We'll be back with, with Professor McKinney. Broadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. Anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. 
the dancing is very lazy. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>